number two of the heavy hitters coming at you from the Franken Hellens Pizzeria Studios on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and inside STL.com. Matt Berger and Clay Byersdorfer from RedbirdDaily.com behind the microphones. John Giamatti Rudolph behind the dials, but joining us right now on the Belmont Automotive phone line is our good friend Danny Jones, who covers the Missouri Basketball Tigers for the Columbia Daily Tribune. You can follow him on Twitter at Daniel underscore M underscore Jones. Danny, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, staying busy. I think busy is uh, an understatement for what, you the last couple of weeks. The way this Tiger wow. season went and the way it started, did you ever think that, okay, yeah, you know what? In April, this is what's going to happen. Mizzou is going to land the number one recruit in the nation. He's going to commit. And then you're going to get another big recruit, and then there's going to be another top ten recruit who's going to visit the, uh, the the weekend before Easter. What would you what would your reaction be at the very beginning of the year if I told you that's how April and March were going to go down? Uh, I probably uh, would have laughed at your face. Yeah, there was <laughs> never there was never a moment uh, when I was sitting at Mizzou Arena watching that team that I thought that all oh, this would be happening in April. Um, and it happened so fast, uh, you know, <clears throat> right after Conzo was hired, or actually kind of as, as that process was happening, there were some kind of murmurs. Uh, it wasn't really anything that uh, – it, 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 there were some murmurs that something might be happening with Michael Porter, uh, but they were – they seemed so off the radar screen, and it was really just, you know, rumors at that point that they almost were hard to take seriously. Uh, and then – Conzo Martin gets hired, and then those murmurs kind of start to gain some steam, and uh, then all of a sudden it's like, wow, this thing's really happening. Um, it, it, it's happened so fast, and, and as one thing leads to another, um, yeah, it's it's a stunning uh, development for this program, which, you know, uh, five weeks ago uh, they were finishing up play in the uh, SEC tournament and it was the, you know the thought I was driving back from Nashville and it was just like where's this program go from here what do yeah. these guys uh, you know what do these guys do next year who's the coach that comes in and and tries to turn this program around well Conzo Martin comes in and and he's done some pretty remarkable work so far the, the past three years of Mizzou basketball are about the worst I've ever seen the program ever be in and now uh, just like someone came in and flipped a switch uh, people you, are talking the people, people are talking national title with the recruits they're getting in. This could be the best Mizzou team ever. Yeah, uh, you know, a national title is. Uh, I know, I know is you're going to tell the pump. Yeah, I know you're going to tell us to pump the brakes, but I mean, yeah, I, I just I am obligated to, to to pump some brakes there. Uh, but you know, with Michael Porter, uh, Blake Harris, C.J. Roberts, you're bringing back some key pieces in Jordan Barnett. Uh, and Kevin Purrier. Um, it looks like uh, Jeremiah Tillman is going to be next. Everything that, that I've heard is pointing to him, uh, you know, coming to Missouri at some point. Um, he's first, he has to get out of his letter of intent at Illinois first. But I, I, I believe he got the, that today, though. I yep. believe he got that I, today. I, 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 saw that was, I saw that was reported today. I, I know Illinois hasn't confirmed that yet, but uh, I did. I saw a report that that had happened today. So uh, kind of people that I've heard talking about it say that uh, Missouri is, is in the driver's seat for him. Uh, that fills a huge need for a big guy on the inside to give you some some rim protection. That was really kind of the one thing on this roster that they didn't yet have was somebody that could really guard the rim. Uh, Jeremiah Tillman would be that guy to a T. So if you trot out a starting roster uh, or starting lineup of Michael Porter, uh, Jeremiah Tillman, Jordan Barnett, Kevin Perrier, and you know probably Terrence Phillips, 
that's a pretty good lineup. And then if, if somehow uh, they're able to, to get Kevin Knox in there too, which, uh, you know, it, from from talking to his high school coach and, and kind of hearing other people talk about him, it, it's not uh, inconceivable that he would choose Missouri. It's uh, more than just a shot in the dark. But, you know, if they were able to get that piece, uh, yeah, I think you just kind of have license to dream and, and see what happens. That'll be the, the expectations would be outlandish uh, more than likely. But that would be uh, a pretty darn good starting five that you could try it out there. You'd have Kevin Perrier coming off the bench. You'd have, you know, a couple other pieces coming off the bench that were really relied upon as go-to guys this season, which, uh, you know, they, I think it was, it was proven that, that those guys were not comfortable being go-to guys. But if you have the, the weapons coming in, you know, next year you're, you're redefining people's roles. And, you know, that's a lot of talent. The other thing is you have to find a way for all these guys to kind of play together and, and figure out a system in a short amount of time. So no doubt it's a, an incredible position for Missouri to be in. These are all good problems to have, you know. You have incredible talent. You find a way to make it work as a coach. That's, that's your job. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good problems to have. It's a, a very exciting time. I think that was made evident just by these three guys coming on campus this weekend, Blake Harris, Kevin Knox, and Michael Porter. It's the amount of attention that they drew. Uh, this campus was was just bursting at the seams for these guys. It was it was pretty crazy. I uh, just want to talk talk a little bit about uh, Michael Porter. You know, spe- <coughs> specifically, uh, he's a really unique prospect to me. Uh, honestly, he he's got incredible length. He's got incredible just ball skills all around. Position wise, at the college level, where do you see him fitting in, and especially you know within the starting lineup? Say if they do get a guy like Kevin Knox, and you know obviously if Tillman comes aboard too, where does Porter fit into a starting five? Because is he a three? Is he a four? Do you play him even at the two? Maybe uh, where where does Porter start, and why? So, you know, I watched Michael play a little bit. I was the high school beat writer at the Trib uh, two years ago when he was playing at Tolton, so I got a chance to watch him play some high school ball. I've been watching him play uh, in the offseason here at some of these uh, all-star games that he's been a part of. He's so versatile that you can really kind of put him out there and he can fit so many different roles. He can be a two. He can be a guy that that plays off the ball. He can be the guy that brings the ball up the floor, uh, especially in transition. Um, he's so good on the boards uh, that, you know, there's going to be a lot of opportunities where he gets a defensive rebound and he's the one bringing the ball to the floor. Um, <clears throat> I think he could also play a three. He's not really a guy that ever plays with his back to the basket, um, but I think he could be somebody that could kind of play a three. And if you wanted to go small, he could be a four too. Um, I think just if you put him and Jordan Barnett on the floor at the same time, they're both, obviously Michael Porter has – more talent than Jordan Barnett does, um, but they're both versatile enough that they can cause some matchup problems. You're, I mean, if you're if you're the other team, you put your best defender on Michael Porter, and then you know you take your chance. You, you double team Michael Porter every time he gets the ball, more than likely, and then you take your chances with Jordan Barnett, and I think that opens some things up for him. So, you know, I think it's it's really hard to put Michael Porter Jr. in a position, you know, like that, like you're saying, which is what makes him so dangerous he can play on so many spots on the floor Uh, he can spread you out he can get to the basket he can get offensive rebounds he can drive that's kind of one part of his game that's uh come a a pretty good ways just since i saw him play as a junior is his ability to get the ball to the basket so um so dangerous on offense so many ways to score that's why he's the number one prospect because it's it's really hard to find a spot where you where you know he has to be he can he can hurt you all over the floor 
Danny Jones joining us right now on the Belmont Automotive phone line. You can follow him on Twitter at Daniel underscore M underscore Jones. Danny, I understand that you spent some time with Michael Porter Jr. for one of your stories. Give us an idea of what kind of young man is he. Is he someone that's consumed about getting to the NBA and, and building his brand like the Ball family seems to be? Or does he seem to be the type of guy who's more concerned about being the best basketball player that he can be, and that's, that's what he's more consumed with? He's more consumed with improving his game and being a better player than being a brand. I think the latter. I think. Well, it's not lumping in with the LeVar ball. I'm just, well, I, mean, I, I don't know. That's why I asked the question, Clay. Don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm not. I just, for Michael Porter's sake, let's <laughs> let's not lump him in with the LeVar ball. Not that guy. And I feel bad for Lonzo Ball. I feel, I feel bad for the kids. And we're not going to stray off topic. But Michael Michael Porter seems like a good kid with a head on his shoulders. And and uh, you know, obviously, the next step is you know for him and getting to the nba but you no know, please please go ahead i just want to butt in yeah. that we don't lump this no, I understand. Of our ball I, nightmare <laughs> i understand i think i think the balls and the porters are in different atmospheres just as families uh you got a chance to talk to michael porter senior today and uh, I don't know if he and LeVar Ball share uh, any chromosomes. You know, they're just so <laughs> different uh, personality-wise. Michael Porter, though, um, you know, like like I said, got a chance to to cover him quite a bit when he was a high school kid, uh, and he was believe me, he was famous then. Everybody in Mid Missouri knew him then. He would, I mean, wherever he was playing, it could be you know in Columbia, it could be you know in a, kind of a small farm town outside of Columbia. It didn't matter. The gym was packed everywhere he went, and he was signing autographs everywhere he went. And if he came out of the locker room, there were people waiting for him. Uh, a couple times, we were in Mexico, Missouri, for a, a state tournament game, uh, which is a town of maybe 12,000 people. Uh, the gym was bursting at the scenes. They had to take Michael Porter out the back door so he could get to the team bus. So That's amazing. He had to deal with, yeah, it, is, it was crazy, uh, but he's just had to deal with that for so long. Um, you know, and, and I, I, of course, I didn't get to see him uh, for this past year while he was in Seattle. But you know, I did get a chance to talk to him a little bit at the McDonald's All American Game. And you know, I he said, "Man, my circle's grown so much bigger. There's so many people that that know who I am now that didn't know me before." Um, he's a he's a really good guy around the media. Very respectful. Um, he's he's not a cocky kid, uh, but he's very self assured. He's he's got a lot of confidence in his game. Uh, a lot of confidence in his future. He did say there at the McDonald's All-American game, I feel like I'm the most versatile guy here. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's just a very confident statement. Uh, and it doesn't really come across as cocky, like nobody else here is on my level. Um, but it, it it's just it's just who he is. He knows kind of what his strengths are. And he definitely comes across as somebody who is serious about um, – improving his game as high school coach here in Columbia. His name is Jeremy Osborne. I was talking with him on the phone a couple of weeks ago, uh, right after Michael committed. And, and you know, we were just kind of going back and talking about Michael as a high school kid. And, and Jeremy told told me his work ethic is amazing. He's He's got the best work ethic of any kid I've ever seen. Uh, it doesn't matter what drill we're doing in practice. He takes everything really personally. He wants to win every drill we're doing. And, you know, I think if you're the number one prospect in the country, that's how you get there is you're just a relentless worker. Um, obviously, you have to be blessed with a lot of talent, which he is. But um, he's improved his game uh, really in a lot of different ways since he was just a freshman. Uh, even defensively, he feels like that's a, a part of his game that's improved a lot. Um, I, I would agree that, that he's gotten to be a better defender. Um, you know, he's, he's 
bigger now, and it's kind of he, he looks so skinny out there uh, with that frame. But Jeremy Osborne was saying, man, he's <laughs> really deceptively strong. He can See, I don't think he looks. There. I don't think he looks skinny. I mean, I think he, he looks like someone who could develop his body a little yeah. bit more. But he's, I don't yeah, get the, like, impre- I don't get like the impression Ke- that he's yeah. thin. It's he's like not like Kevin. Dur- Dur- it's like a Kevin Durant. It's skinny. It's where you, yeah, you he's look, bigger he than what Durant thin, is, though. A little bit. He, isn't he? He, it's he's, it's he's a Kevin Durant. It's a Kevin Durant build, and the fact that you look at him, you're like. Man, he's just really tall and thin, but then, you know, you go against him, and it's just that innate strength that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, so Danny, I'm going to give you the uh, your dream scenario and every Mizzou fan's dream scenario. They get Jeremiah Tillman. They get uh, Kevin Knox. They have Blake Harris. They have Michael Porter Jr. They have C.J. Roberts. They had this incredible dream team. Is Conzo Martin the right coach who's going to be talented enough to get this team to the potential that it has with the, with the, with the players. I mean, is, is he the right cook for the ingredients? Basically, is what I'm asking. You know, here's here's why I think Conzo. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's the perfect guy, but I think he's good in in a couple of different respects. First of all, Conzo Martin is is we were just talking about self assured. Conzo Martin, after getting a chance to to talk with him a little bit since he's become the coach, very self assured guy, uh, very straight shooter honest um and i think he's not somebody that would be intimidated by a lot of egos i think he's somebody that could that could really keep kind of everybody on the same kind of level playing field um you know i think he's somebody that could unite a group of guys that have a lot of talent and help them kind of find a center and and a, and a team aspect in all of this uh just because he's that's you know where he came from he's not a guy that's scared by a lot he grew up in East St. Louis in a pretty tough neighborhood. He had cancer when he was uh, at the end of his playing career, which, you know, was uh, a really scary. I mean, he was told by the doctor, I don't know if this is going to kill you, but uh, it's life-threatening. So wow. you go through things like that. Uh, yeah, you're not scared by a lot. So I think uh, I think that's he's, he's got the right temperament for, for a lot of talent on this team. And I think the other thing about Conzo that, that is good is, you know, you, you see all these guys that, are great offensive talents like Michael Porter Jr. And, and as you said, if you get this dream lineup, Kevin Knox, Jeremiah Tillman, Conzo Martin's thing as a coach, his primary emphasis in a lot of ways is playing defense. Um, and that's kind of a lot of times when you get guys that, that a lot of talent on a team like this, they can score the ball at will, kind of like UCLA. I mean, they, they, they can put up 90 points a game. But they don't defend really well. Um, I think with Conzo Martin, he could find a way, uh, better than most coaches anyway, to get those guys to defend, to buy in, and, and, and play good defense. I mean, that's if you've got guys like Michael Porter Jr. and Kevin Knox and Jeremiah Tillman and all these guys coming back playing defense, uh, that makes you just uh, infinitely harder to, to match up against because now you got to face these athletes uh, on both sides of the floor. So I think it, kind of those two things make Conzo a good fit. Um, I mean, you have to find a way to kind of get everybody the ball. They said in this, we, they, the coaching staff actually met with the media today, and uh, one of the things that the the assistant coaches, Cornell Mann and Chris Hollander, they're kind of going to be the, the offensive masterminds of, of this staff. They want to run an NBA offense, uh, or at least uh, an offense that kind of mimics the NBA and space on the floor and uh, things of that nature. So, you know, that that 
that's a you know if, if Conzo Martin's a guy running the defense, almost kind of like offensive coordinator and defense. Sure, coordinator. You have an you, NBA you offense and an right. NBA defense. Does the NBA play defense? Oh yeah, <laughs> of course Some they do. do. Is that, Some does teams that, do. The, yeah. the good teams uh, do. Yeah, the, that's right. The good teams do. So is it, is you know, I think I don't know. I, I think that's a couple of reasons why Conzo Martin is the right guy. Uh, is he the perfect guy? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, you know, I think those two things are are certainly assets that he brings to the, to the table for a team with a lot of talent. Danny Jones from the Columbia Daily Tribune joining us right now on the uh, Belmont Automotive phone line. Uh, Danny, final question for the evening, and thank you again for making time for us. Uh, the percentage of chances they're going to land uh, Kevin Knox, what are you hearing? What do you think is going to happen? Do they have a good shot, or is it just kind of like, hey, you know what, I'm going to go to the Midwest to get wined and dined and, you know, me and Michael Porter Jr. have a little fun, but – I'm not. I'm not going to go to Mizzou. I'm going to North Carolina. What do you think the odds are of them landing uh, Kevin Knox? So, yeah, just to start, just to lay it all out on the line, Mizzou comes into the picture way later than blue bloods like North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky, and Florida State, which is the in-state school that's where Kevin Knox's parents both went. So you're already behind the eight ball. But this last two weeks, I think Mizzou has done enough to put themselves right on the same plane as everybody else in that group. You have the number one recruit in the country. If you're Kevin Knox, you have the number one recruit in the country, Michael Porter, calling you every day, telling you, Kevin, if you play with us, they can't guard us. You know, we'll be the guys to bring this program back. You can blaze your own trail here, you know. Talking to Kevin Knox's high school coach, he told me last week, uh, North Carolina's always going to be good. Duke's always going to be good. Kentucky's always going to be good. Florida State's in-state school. You know, if Kevin really wants to go out and blaze his own trail and do his own thing, Missouri's the school that gives him that opportunity. Um, before the visit, his high school coach is saying, I think this visit's going to be really important. He comes to Columbia, and he's treated like a rock star everywhere here. There's people following him around. The fraternities are putting up banners, you know, dynasty, things of that nature. Everywhere they go, they got people wanting to take pictures, telling him, you know, we're, we want you here at Mizzou, Kevin. Uh, Blake Harris was saying it's unbelievable the attention that they got this weekend, uh, and and it's really kind of unique, uh, even for places that are also recruiting him, like like Duke and North Carolina and Kentucky and Florida State. So, uh, Kevin Knox's high school coach and Desagua, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh, but he said today, you know, that Kevin and his dad were really impressed with Mizzou. They were impressed with Coach Martin. Um, and Kevin's dad was kind of feeling like, man, I wish I wish we would have got a chance to meet Conzo earlier. You know, they 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 got so they got in so late on the recruiting. You know, we ha- they haven't really had a chance to have the, the in-home visits. You know, they haven't got a chance to see Kevin play. They they didn't really get to see him play for his high school team, and and so that's just kind of things that that you're behind on that you can't really make up because you've got in it so late in the game. At the same time, Zoo's kind of coming in, <laughs> you know, they're kind of coming in the side door. Uh, they were presenting kind of a, an alternative look, um, a bunch of things that, that not even these blue blood programs can offer you. So uh, I, I, I don't know if I have a percentage. I just know that I think Missouri is, is it sounds a, like- a good a chance as anybody. I think that, I think that it's, it's not a pipe dream. It's, it's a possibility that Kevin Knox could choose Missouri, and he's got some time to think about it. What I was told today was that he wants to make a decision somewhere around the last weekend of April, either April 29th or 30th or, or May 1st. So he's got a little bit of time to think about it. He's going to the Jordan Brand Classic 
So, you know, that'll, there'll probably be a lot of text messages coming from Michael Porter saying, come on, man, <laughs> let's make he, this thing happen. He, he, yeah, he's he's got to work his magic on that. He needs to get a new phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, thank you so much for making time for us this evening, sir. We really do appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim. That is Danny Jones from the Columbia Daily Tribune. You can follow him on Twitter at Daniel underscore M underscore Jones. This whole thing with Mizzou, it just seems like I keep waiting for someone to come up and say, yeah, April Fool's. Like Kim Anderson's still the coach, Michael Porter well, Jr. is going not, to going not. to UW. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so surreal. Well, it's it's the 180 this program's doing. It's 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 fantastic. I mean, it it really is for the program. I I mean, for in one hand, it's it's great. You know, for the actual basketball team to you know to have all this you know success. You know, on, on the recruiting front and all these you know high high profile prospects coming in. Uh, I saw some tweets earlier about the amount of ticket sales that have gone up. So from a student fan base, uh, I mean, it's really re-energized, you know, just from, you know, from that standpoint too. Um, I mean, because you went to, when I was in school there, uh, you went to some home games and it was just embarrassing. I mean, the the amount of- This year was embarrassing. I mean, the amount of people that were in there. I mean, that program has not been relevant now for, I mean, it's almost been, you know- since Almost maybe a, since maybe Frank Hayes first year when they were yeah, number two seed, I mean, it's been ridiculous. It really has um, been. So it, it's it's a good time to be a Missouri Tiger. I mean, to say that right now from, from no a question about that. And hopefully the football team will rebound nicely too. Yeah. Let's say a commercial break. Then when we come back, uh, Clay and I are going to get into the NBA MVP discussion. Who is it? Is it James Harden? Is it Russell Westbrook? Is it Kawhi Leonard? We're going to talk about it right here on the Heavy Hitters. Live from the Frank and Helen's Pizzeria Studios in the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. Tell me what you really like. 